And this is from 54 bucks to 76 bucks, depending on whether you just get like the white one or you get chrome or you get brushed nickel or mate black. They have four different colors. And this one, <laughs> did I just say mate black wrong? <laughs> How do you say it? It's matte. Matte black. Oh my God. <laughs> Sean, edit this out. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we are coming at you with a luxury glamping gear guide for the holidays. And I want to let you know that I don't think you should buy all of this stuff. I think that my hope here is that maybe one of these items is intriguing and worth the spend because there is some expensive stuff on this gear guide. It ranges from about $50 to $1,000. So we're talking fancy camping, luxury camping, and glamping. Now, Stephanie, you're the VP of content at RoadPass, and it's part of your job <laughs> to buy fancy stuff. No, no. <laughs> it's part of your job to know things and to follow yes, trends. That is true. And you have been following the glamping trend for a while. And when the word glamping was first coined and first started getting used, I think people made fun of it. I don't hear that anymore. Well, you know, there's still plenty of people. Something like, right, things that'll always come, death, taxes, and people saying, that's not real camping, right? <laughs> like, I mean, those are just things that we can absolutely be assured of in life. And there will always be people who try to be purists and tell other people what RVing is or what camping is or what all these things are. To me, I could care less about definitions. This is about everybody finding their own way of enjoying this. This hobby, which is what? Sleeping in an alternate accommodations in the outdoors of some sort, right? <laughs> like whether it be dispersed, whether it be a KOA, whether it be in a cabin, it doesn't matter to me how you do it. We just love to tell everybody about all the options that are out there. So it, whether or not people... Hmm. like glamping or agree with glamping, it doesn't matter because glamping is huge money right now for the camping industry. Uh, the KOA just released their glamping report um, through their Terramore property, right? I think it might actually be branded as a Terramore report. Because um, they're expanding that brand. They have, yeah. at the moment, they have one in Bar Harbor, but I think they're about to announce that there's going to be a second one in Lake Placid and that right. they're turning that campground into one of their Terramores. So, well, Cause that's, we'll where, they're, that's about, where their growth yeah. is. That's where the money is. When it's than, you know, rumors that we've heard, we'll definitely talk about it more. But, um, so glamping accommodations have increased by over 300% in the last, I think it was like between five and seven years. I don't have the report right in front of me. This is a huge part of the campground industry right now. 
regular campgrounds, um, state park campgrounds are adding glamping options all over the country. Um, people who know that this is good money are getting into the glamping game. Why? Because people enjoy it. Right. Where do people spend money? People spend money on things that make them happy and that they enjoy. And this is one of those things. Yeah. And it overlaps with the RV community. Lots of RV owners certainly think of themselves as glampers. I mean, if you're in an $80,000 fifth wheel, uh, a lot of those people do se- self-identify as glampers. That's a, that's, oh my God, I <laughs> you dated just myself. Dated yourself by saying that. Right. That's like an entry level <laughs> yeah. uh, fifth wheel. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's not an expensive fifth wheel these days. So when, when an industry like, so glamping, Camping's not a trend anymore. It's an industry. And when an in, when something like this hardens into an industry, there are all of these sort of sub-industries that also blossom and, and grow. And glamping gear is becoming a thing, like higher-end camping gear. And some yeah. of the products that we're going to feature today are definitely really trying to appeal to people that are willing to spend $400 a night at Under Canvas or buy a $120,000 fifth wheel. Well, and there was a version one of all of this in the past, right? Like, so we used to cover some things that modifications that we made to our rig that were definitely of the glamping, you know, category. Like, for example, once we had the endless hot water, Truma Aquago, like that is a glamping type of thing, right? To go and to stay at a campground in an RV and to have endless hot water. I mean, that is a don't have that at home <laughs> revolutionary thing, right? So that is definitely something that brings that comfort and that extra bit of luxury to camping. Um, yeah. So, so it, 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 there was a V one of that that was sort of these you know modifications, these products that people were putting out that help people feel like they were still at home when they were camping. But now we just have everything. And when we first got into this game, a lot of those more luxurious add-ons, I think were associated with retirees and class yeah, A's. Snowbirds, and, and, certainly, yeah. But mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore nope. either. Nope. I mean, the company that I work with, Ember, is putting high-end stuff in off-road travel trailers, right? So there's there's a lot of crossover here. So we've got some really cool kind of more excited, uh, more expensive or more luxurious items to recommend for the holidays in this episode. So we're going to dive in and, and just recommend some really, really cool stuff. And you can check all of it online at the rvatlas.com in the show notes. Uh, but before we dive into this glamping, this luxury glamping gear guide, we have a sponsored message from our friends at the Maryland Department of Tourism. You know what's great about Maryland? When you explore our many scenic byways, you find more. Like fresh crabs and local oysters around the Chesapeake Bay served up at breathtaking waterfront seafood spots. You find the freedom to paddle through, boat on, and cannonball into this nation's most beautiful waterways. You find a trail system that's second to none, chock full of insta-worthy overlooks, ideal fly fishing areas, and picturesque pathways. You find stories and landmarks that transcend history books, like the birthplace of Harriet Tubman and sites along the Underground Railroad. Maybe you're headed west for the breweries, vineyards, and charming mountain towns. Maybe you're going east to the ocean's sandy beaches. Or maybe you're interested in one of the many vibrant historic city centers in between. Whichever direction you're traveling, there's always a way to see... Do, taste, and enjoy more. Find a byway. Now is the time. Maryland is the place. Explore byway details and plan your trip at visitmaryland.org. That's visitmaryland.org. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are about to dive into our luxury glamping gear for the holidays episode. We've got gifts here from about 50 bucks to about a thousand bucks. And again, not suggesting you buy all of these, but hoping you find something really, really cool here. Now, Stephanie, have you noticed the the bare bones lanterns starting to pop up and proliferate around our camping setup and in our garage. And <laughs> I, I think always, I, I think always I... notice the things that are popping up and pro- proliferating, let me tell you. Well, I, I don't have a problem with these because here's the thing is you have an abundance of the old Coleman lanterns. And I actually as cute and charming as they are and as nice as they are to put out as a prop for a photo, as nice as they look, I actually am very uncomfortable with them. <laughs> I'll get some blowback from Fear that. Of- of, uh, explosions? Yeah, okay. I, I do. I Fireballing? Don't. You've yeah. seen too many fireballs on the back I, deck? I don't like them sitting around at the campground. I mean, I you know, something getting knocked over, some places, a fire Some starting. rare places don't let you have them. Yeah, well, there's a don't reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I do, uh, yes, okay, they're cute and they're vintage and I don't really like them. It's like having the vintage like baby crib in your house. Like, it's dangerous. That's why so it they looks don't charming. make them look like so that. So if you, if you want a non-classic right. Coleman lantern that still has some retro Charm. Right. That's what I like about this because a lot of the, um, you know, LED like campground kind of, it doesn't look nice, right? It looks like that bright white, like it's like an industrial yeah. modern look that almost makes it look dated. Yeah. So I like, yeah. I, I like this compromise. I feel like. So Bare Bones is nailing it with their campground. Well, all their stuff's really glampy, but they're nailing it with their outdoor lighting for sure. We've reviewed the Bare Bones railroad lantern back in the spring and that one's really cool and it looks just like a railroad lantern and it actually has like a metal casing. I mean, it's not a cheap plastic lantern by any stretch of the imagination. But on this gear guide, I want to recommend the Bare Bones Forest Lantern because the Bare Bones Railroad Lantern is still does have a bit of an industrial look. It's modeled after a railroad lantern, for goodness sake. And maybe it is more, I mean, maybe it's more of like a guy's lantern, not not to gender a lantern. But the Bare Bones Forest Lantern, I think, is more aesthetically pleasing. It's a little more subtle. It's a little more elegant. $79.99. And I will forever associate this lantern with our trip to to under canvas Yellowstone because our glamping tent had one of these lanterns in there. And that was really the first time I used a bare bones lantern. And I was like, oh, cool. This is this is a great little lantern here. And it, it fits the vibe, but it's a modern USB rechargeable lantern. Yeah, form and function, right? So the under canvas definitely um, dials that in where they do they really find the best thing that is the balance, right? Both of form and function. And they get the colors are really cool too and they're very retro inspired and they even have colors that are intentionally designed to match some of the old school vintage rv colors so check out the bare bones forest lantern the company is called bare bones living i really like their stuff and they seem to be growing and doing really really well okay let's move on to our next item uh we have talked several times on this podcast about loving oxygenics shower heads and if you go to camping world they have like the basic oxygenics shower head but if you go to Oxygenics website, they have a lot of different models with a lot of different features. Like they are having fun designing shower heads. So one of their latest entries is the Oxygenic Voyage RV. And this is from 54 bucks to 76 bucks, depending on whether you just get like the white one or you get chrome or you get brushed nickel or mate black. They have four different colors. And this one. <laughs> Did I just say Mate Black wrong? (laughs) How do you say it? It's Matt. Matt Black. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sean, edit this out. No, Sean, don't edit it out. Leave it. Leave it. I'm going to own it. 
I'm gonna... I was thinking like latte. No, 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 no. So they have. I can't recover from yeah, you. Okay. We're not editing this. Darn it. Okay. We're being real with people. All right, okay. Okay. Go. I think it sounds better saying mate because okay, it rhymes with latte, mate and that's very trend. glamping. All right, this shower head is pretty amazing. <laughs> this thing oscillates five hundred times per minute, Stephanie. When you talk about oscillation, this shower head is a beast, and so it feels like you're kind of getting like a massage with this shower head, and all of the Oxygenics products. Uh, really increase your water pressure. So a lot of the rinky-dink shower heads that come with RVs uh, don't really have really good water pressure. So I think this is a very, very much a glamping item. And you are the one that got us into Oxygenics. You are the one that always swaps out the basic for I the Oxygenics. I love the fact you're trying to help me recover and like expecting me to participate in this A review. lot of other podcasters would edit this stuff out. All right, listen. It is it is the first thing that you should do in your RV. When you get an RV, like it, unless you like take a shower in your RV and you're like, oh, that was amazing shower head experience, which has never happened to me. And we've owned a lot of RVs and I've rented a lot of RVs. The very first thing you should do to up your camping experience your, to, into a glamping environment is to replace your shower head. It is the easiest, well, cheapest, most beneficial thing. Every RV we have owned for the last 10 years, you've replaced the bed. You replace yes. the shower head. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, you do them both at the same time. Well, it's not literally every like a RV week that we one. own. Not the pop-up camper. <laughs> no, we but did not. That. We did not get an Oxygenics <laughs> for the pop-up camper. Yeah. But they're a super cool company. And look, in terms of getting someone a gift for their RV that's luxurious and sort of a glamping type of gift, this is budget priced, right? These are less than a hundred bucks. In fact, they're like less than eighty bucks. Now, carrying on with the theme of improving your RV's sort of water systems. You already mentioned the Truma Aquago. Yeah. This is obviously an industrial product. These are these are at least $1,000 now. They Actually, Truma does not give the pricing on these. They used to. It used to be, they would say, it was like $1,060 well, I, I actually emailed somebody at Truma, and he's like, and we prefer really... not to give the price. Oh. You have to ask the dealer. So now you are not allowed to install these aftermarket yourself because it's like some high-tech German engineering here, and I guess they just don't want you to mess it up. Um, So you have to either buy your RV with one of these or you have to have a dealer install it or at a lot of the bigger RV shows, I believe the Truma vans show up and they do on-site installations and maybe not even just the bigger RV shows. I just think that a lot of RV shows, they do this now, maybe Mm -hmm. even some of the overlanding shows and you can get it installed. Or you could probably go to their factory still, right? In Indiana, they have the camping spots there. You can put your RV right there. And and they have other locations. So there's one in Florida. There's one in Elkhart area, and right. I, I think there's one or two more. Like in the past, I'm not saying this is the case anymore, but in the past, they've done it at the Florida RV, the Super Show. They've Heck had yeah, like man. installations there. But look, they're controlling, they're trying to control the RV quality experience. Plenty of people get things like solar packages installed by people that don't know what they're doing or they do it themselves. And then they think they have a poor solar experience. It's not working. Well, yeah, because nobody knew what they were doing. And then and, most of those people have YouTube channels. Yeah, and, and then, then they, they install the stuff and then they rant and rave about the equipment or the company. Truma, like if you're talking quality control in the RV industry, Truma sets 
the pace for this. It is an incredibly serious company when it comes to the quality of every product that they put out. They don't crack any jokes at headquarters there. (laughs) I mean, they they really actually, they're very somber at holidays. No, (laughs) No, that's not true at all. They're actually really nice. Remember old Billy used to come on the show. Billy Donato. He's not with Truma anymore. But he had, he was full of jokes. But our friend Bob Yessa is. Now the Truma Aquago Comfort is the one that you can have installed by a dealer or by Truma. The Truma, um, AquaGo Comfort Plus has to be built into the RV because of some modification they have to make. Now, I literally, I this is my favorite thing that you could do to upgrade an RV. Yep, my absolute favorite. I, I, I mean, maybe a mattress because it's about sleeping every night. The AquaGo is a beast. It is impossible to break. It is easy to winterize. Mm-hmm. And it truly, we all five of us can get a shower. If you're new to RVing, most RVs come with six or 10 gallon hot water tanks. And let me tell you, if you've got a bunch of kids taking showers and then mom wants to take a shower after her three kids take a shower, she will run out of hot water. And that's what happened to you when we've rented RVs at at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, that's why I get cranky because you forget, like once you've had this long enough, you forget what it's like to be working with a traditional, smaller, um, you know, heater, uh, water heater tank on an RV. And then you're like, oh, this is terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and listen, I miss the AquaGo. I am hoping the next RV in our driveway has the AquaGo again. Yeah, and it, I miss and it, it too. may. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in the world of the Truma Combi with the with the Ember Overland well, series RV that I have. My... And we, we both have combis yeah, in our RVs right now. Yeah. I love the Combi. The Combi is a great product. Uh, it is small. It is efficient. It is a water heater and a furnace in one mm-hmm. small appliance. Gas but and electric. The, the reality yeah. here is you have a 2.6 gallon tank. And if you do everything right, you get a seven minute shower and then you have to let it heat up again. So it's it's meant for small RVs and it's meant to be a space saver. But in terms of like having a big family, the AquaGo is awesome. Love the AquaGo. So now we have a water theme here. Let's move on to our next product. The Travel Berkey Gravity Fed Water Filter is currently in Stephanie's Airstream Base Camp, uh, which she has used as her office every day, which I would love to get her to talk about on a podcast. But I don't know this product very well. You've been using it and you wanted it on this. Well, it just this is bougie, right? Like and I so for years when we were making different decisions about water filtration, this was always on the short list. Like, do I get a Berkey? Right. Because I don't need to tell anybody that knows anything about water filtration. The Berkey is like getting the Rolls Royce of water filters. Right. So, you know, it was always like, Ooh, should I get one? And then we'd have other water filtration. We had the, um, clear source, I think that was outside. That's a great one. At a certain point we had the, um, LED water filtration system that Acuva? was Acuva, which was, that was fant- a great that product. Was perfect. But that was like installed at the faucet. So we had different options over the years and it was never that I was on. And I was always very happy with all those options, but I never splurged on a Berkey. It, what it took for me to splurge on a Berkey was actually using my RV as more than an RV because of the fact that I was using it as my home office. I was like, well, it's in the, it, it, I really do want a, a filtered water option outside in my home office and not. So that was, I'm not, this is not a cheap product, right? The travel Berkey is like it's 344. It comes yeah. with two black Berkey purification elements. On Amazon, it's packaged with different things included and that affects the price. Okay, yeah. So, and I would, I think that really with Berkey, they say do not buy from Amazon. Like you're supposed to buy oh. from the source. Like I, I, that's what I've heard. I don't know that some people do. Whatever. But anyway, um, 
that was what helped me feel like, okay, I'm going to finally get a Berkey was that I could both say I could use this in my RV when I travel and use it on a and daily And it's got a gorgeous set. stainless steel lock because oh, yeah. it fits your Airstream. No, right. Like the whole thing, it was like, yeah, this would be really nice sitting on the counter of my Airstream and I'll use it every day. So it went into that splurge category. Um, so if you are thinking of finally like going in this direction, the travel is a really nice size. Um, it has the 1.5 gallon capacity. Um, if you know, if you're a family, obviously you want one of the bigger ones. Um, and it's easy to pull, pull down this off one a counter. Says it's good for three people. Or, I, I or, mean, like one point. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for our family, the tra- I would never have bought the travel Berkey for our family. We'd now, go through it too fast. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but really quickly, you have used your Airstream Base Camp as your office. I, I, it seems like it's worked out wonderfully, but it's you got a really pretty glampy setup in there, right? You've made it really comfortable and luxurious. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like, I don't want to go off on a tangent. You're right. But you, you seem yeah. really, really happy yes. with what I you've do. Done I loved it. it, but I had to do the mods to make it work. You've correctly. made a bunch of mods. And, yes. but uh, you made a great point for people that are also using their RVs as guest houses, mm-hmm. as offices, uh, you know, to even camp on your own property. I think people do want more residential items like this. Yeah. The more you use your RV, the more I think it starts to make sense to splurge on some items. That's always been the case for me, at least. Okay. The next item on our luxury glamping gear guide. I am head over heels in love with Rover coolers, R-O-V-R. Over the last two years, I've gone on a cooler journey. I have tested many coolers. I've purchased many coolers. I've had many coolers sent to me for testing. I have, and I really mean this. I sound like I'm being goofy. I have settled on Rover as my favorite cooler brand. I absolutely love these for a few reasons. Uh, and they're expensive, by the way. Okay. No way around it. You're talking $400, $500, $550 coolers. Uh, I love the fact that they come with real rugged, beefy tires. Okay. Wheels. Once you have a cooler with wheels on it and you don't have to pick up and lift a heavy non-wheeled cooler, it's really hard to go back to one that doesn't have wheels. Now, Yeti has one with wheels. There are other companies that have ones with wheels, but Rover has these really beefy tires so I can take it down on the beach and drag it across the sand. No problem. They come in super fun colors. And the other reason why I love it more than any other cooler is they have a dry goods bin inside, not just the racks, but a dry goods bin on one side that is perfect for subs and sandwiches and snacks and fruit. And it keeps them much drier than the separate drink compartment. And then that dry goods bin is also very easily removable if you need the whole uh, cooler for drinks. Love, love, love rover coolers i am actually selling my yeti cooler <laughs> i'll believe get. it when i say it i'd love no, to I'm empty out to. some space we Not- have too many coolers yes i agree with all the things you said about the cooler i also think one of the reasons this is your favorite is because it makes a stylistic splash everywhere you go People you at, get cooler yeah. attention and I, I think you like well, that i need attention yeah which you is why do. i podcast yeah so you're like oh everybody loves my cooler now that's that's valid right like if you're in the fashion industry why do you like one coat over another or whatever right it causes 
a little bit of a stir, a sensation. This is a highly stylized, very hip cooler. Really good looking cooler. Yeah. And I honestly think it'll last forever. I think, you know, like I'll give I'll give them to Max and Thea one day. I right, let's move. <laughs> no, really. I think about things Poor in Max terms of, of passing them on to the kids. If only if they want it. All right, moving on. I have been testing since May. Since May. I've I've probably used it 30 times. I have been testing the Brio X Series 19 smokeless fire pit. This is a direct competitor to the Solo Stove bonfire. I will disclose to you right now that Solo Stove sent me the bonfire for free. Brio sent me this one for free. So I got no dog in the race in that sense. After using the Brio X Series 19 all summer, I like it more than the Solo Stove. And I'm not knocking Solo Stove. I think Solo Stove is a great product. I think some people will, might like the Solo Stove better, even if they got to test both of them. Little uh, hand, little easier to move around a little the bit. The Solo right? Stove is yeah. a little bit lighter mm-hmm. and easy to move around, yeah. but that leads to why I like the Brio better. It's a uh, heavier steel. It, I think, is more durable. I think that once it heats up, it gives off more radiant heat because of that heavier grade of steel. I also like that you can get it in stainless steel or corten steel, which get, gets this rusted look over time, which I think is really, really attractive. And it ha- gives it kind of more like a farmhouse vibe as opposed to that modern looking solo stove. So with um, Brio, you get both. And then with Brio, the other thing that that I give this the edge over the solo stove is they have great accessories to turn it into a cooking device. So you can get the outpost grill, which is like this post, which we then attach a grill to, which is great for cooking steaks, which is great for searing, which is you can make burgers on, hot dogs, whatever. And then you can also get an additional like kettle hook that you could put like a, a kettle on or a Dutch oven and heat up chili over the fire. So love the Brio brand. They're also made in Pennsylvania. They are made in America. I give them the edge for that reason. The X19 is $399. Again, it's not cheap, but it's a tank and you will have it forever. The Outpost Grill is $150. Yeah, very pretty looking. I like the way it looks in the backyard. It doesn't look like camping gear. It looks like a really nice fire pit. Um, I was wondering if you were going to try to say patina. But I had to say patina. You didn't say patina. (laughs) How would I? I don't know. Like I was waiting for it. I was like, is that going to (laughs) be? You just you you were thinking I'd mispronounce it. I I was just wondering. Yeah, I was wondering if you were getting nervous about (laughs) pronouncing big words. (laughs) I taught AP English for twenty years. So it did. It did. It it did develop a really nice um, sheen to it. Yeah, they don't. They don't have it in mate black. Monte Black is not. <laughs> so you get the Court and Steelers stainless steel. So check out Brio. Uh, at, you know, if you're thinking of a solo stove, you definitely want to give Brio a good look. And I know a lot of you really care about products that are made in the USA, and this is. All right, moving on, talking about products made in the USA, talking about heritage products, talking about products that you could give to your kids one day, legitimately pass on generationally. I love field cast iron skillets. They are in this class of sort of like, higher-end, retro-inspired, artisanal? Artisanal. Artisanal. (laughs) No, artisanal. You don't need to say the I. Skillets. Okay, 
I love Lodge. You can go get yourself a Lodge 10-inch skillet for 20 bucks. I literally love that company, and I think that is one of the greatest values in American cookware. But if you want to gift something this Christmas that feels like a family heirloom, there are several cast iron companies. Smithy's Great out of Charleston. Stargazer's Great out of Pennsylvania. My favorite for camping is Field, and I will tell you why. The design is simple. The design is beautiful. They come pre-seasoned. They take on seasoning very well. They take on additional seasoning very well. The reason I give them my vote for camping out of all of the high-end cast iron companies is they are incredibly light. Some of the other companies like Smithy, those are heavy skillets that I think just belong at home. So you can get the field cast iron skillets in, in a bunch of different sizes, but I have the number eight and the number 10. Now, this is a little bit confusing. The number eight is the 10 inch skillet and the number 10 is the 12 inch skillet. Uh, and that is based upon some old way of numbering skillets a hundred years ago. So I love these. Um, I think that Stephanie thinks I own way too many cast iron skillets, but it gives me a lot of street cred with my guy friends. Okay. Carrying on. <laughs> I refuse to have this Oh, you're not commenting no, on the skillets at all? No, I will not. I will not. Because you're just a lodge. Knows, are you just like, you can be I honest, you're just a lodge well, girl. I'll use it. It's it. I use it. Um, up in the kitchen, but I don't need any of that, right? Like to me, when you have a perfect product and you buy one when you're like, you're talking about handing things down to your kid. Well, look, I bought lodge cast iron pots in my twenties that are still just perfect. So like, to me, like you, you, that's the benefit of having a perfectly crafted piece is you don't need a bazillion of them, but you know, you do you. Well, and also, I mean, I, to be brutally honest, food tastes the same on a $20 skillet as it does on a $120 skillet. Like I can't, I cannot make the argument that it makes better food. It is just, <laughs> yeah. they are just more beautiful. Okay. Moving on to something a little more budget priced in the camp cooking category. I have fallen in love with Openel knives and they're made in France. They've been around for over a hundred years. They're, they make these great folding knives for camping that have this locking ring. That's just this really cool, simple design feature. They have a new set called the Openel Nomad cooking kit for 85 bucks. This is, I think more of of, um, a gift for someone with a tiny trailer who, who really likes camp cooking but needs to keep things small and simple. Uh, I think this would be great for somebody that's got an airstream base camp or something like that but still wants to do some cooking. So it comes with a bread knife, a folding bread knife. It comes with a kind of just a folding regular blade and it comes with a folding vegetable peeler. And that folding regular blade also has a corkscrew in the side, uh, making it pretty nifty. Comes with a really small cutting board. I mean, this is kind of like for one person maybe for two people and then it comes with sort of like this dish rag and you can fold everything up in the dish rag bundle it up it's really tiny and so it's a lot of cool tools in a really small space and they're all have these beautiful beechwood handles uh, anybody you know that's a solo camper or maybe camping with just one other person in a tiny trailer this would make an i think this would make a really awesome christmas gift now we have this is not a new product and we've talked about this a bazillion times in since we started podcasting. But the thing is, there's some things that you have to include on any list where you're talking about glamping. And we already referenced this at the top of the episode um, that one of the first things that we swap out with any RV is the mattress. But the Zinus 8-inch Ultima uh, Memory Foam Mattress, short, right? You want to get that short size if you don't want, if you want to still have room to walk around your bed. Um, from Amazon is one of the best 
bargains. Oh my in God, they're glamping. still like <laughs> yeah. when we were buying them, they're 200. Now they've only gone up to like 228. So they haven't doubled in price like so many things. And and when you're shopping for these on Amazon, you could go to the rvatlas.com, check out the show notes, follow the link, and it is an affiliate link. So we got a little kickback. But you want to make sure you do get the one that says for RVs because yeah. Zinus now makes they There's make like a bazillion of them, which there wasn't in the past. And it can get very confusing. Like, wait, what's the difference between all of these? But this is still a standard that is worth. I would say that about a hundred people I know, like in our in the RV Atlas group on Facebook, friends that I know have bought these. I think I only know one person that didn't like it. I, oh. Like they said, it got too hot for them or something. Some but I, I, it yeah. doesn't for me. No, like it I, doesn't. You know, so uh, this is to me you, the quality of an, a good night's sleep is. That is glamping, right? Being comfortable. That is the thing that really distinguishes glamping from, you know, sleeping on the cold, hard ground in a tent. Love Zinus. Now, when I uh, purchased my base camp, I could not get a Zinus um, mattress because I was specifically modifying um, my base camp so that I could have both the sleeping area and the and two sitting little areas at the same time so it's kind of me like the base camp normally has the whole seating area then transforms into the whole bed area i didn't want that i didn't want to have to choose whether i had a bed or a seating so i modified the whole thing now what this meant was that i had to modify i had to get something that i could cut myself to fit that area so what i went and i did was i instead of getting a mattress I got the Lucid 4-inch gel memory foam mattress topper with ventilated design, 119 Was that the price on Amazon? That was it. I, all recently? these are the Amazon prices. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. It probably spent in the in the price range of $100. Um, it sounds about right. So this was because it's that memory foam mattress topper, I could actually cut it exactly to the size of the bed as I have it set up. So that's why I went with a um, foam memory topper and it is so comfortable. I mean, when you have just the cushions that come with the base camp, that is not a comfortable sleeping situation. I don't know how anybody does it. So this way I can have a topper, but then like I just had to bring it in um, for something to the dealer for service. And I was able to just pull this out you know, and put it there so that they could get under the benches to do whatever work they had. How do. hard was it to cut? Oh, it's not hard at all. You just use a knife. Yeah. Okay. No, and, and I could have done a better job. Like, really, honestly, I was in such a rush before I went on that yeah, first you, you trip. Hacked, you I hacked was that puppy up. Crazy. I just, I, I went out. There. What I, what you could do is you could lay it out on the ground. You could bring your um cushions, make a little template, and do a really nice. Oh, if, and if you have one of those old school um electric knives that we all grew up with watching our, you know, families cut the turkey with on Thanksgiving, if you have one of those, that's a perfect thing to use. But I was in such a rush. I was hacking away at this in the RV. So it's fine, but yeah, it doesn't look pretty. All right. Two more items really quickly. If you want something that just says glamping and is just a really luxurious gift and a special gift, a Pendleton National Parks blanket, um, gifting that to somebody who has been to that national park, like you get them the Yellowstone blanket because they love Yellowstone, or you get them the Badlands blanket because they love Badlands. This again, it's a generational gift. It's something that will last a lifetime. We have the Badlands blanket. It reminds me of our trip to the Badlands. I love using it. 
And I really need to take it to the dry cleaner because it's covered in Maggie hair right now and it's starting to drive me crazy. So those are wool. And of course, we all know that Pendleton blankets do just last forever, right? Unless you get moths in them or whatever. But yeah, so these are something that you keep forever. I would like to throw out there that right now there's a budget version at Costco because Costco holds some of the Pendleton lines. Right now, not a wool version, but more of that like Sherpa kind of fabric. There's a Pendleton National Parks line at Costco. I saw one in the back of your car. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're cute. They're super cute. <laughs> and, and they what were was it, 30 super, bucks It was like something? $30. And I was like, oh, I definitely want this. Um, for down in our living room because I have like a basket of blankets and the boys really like the Sherpa ones. I don't like the wool blankets. That's okay. I like wool. I know some people think wool's itchy. Like, yeah, I really so love a wool blanket. I thought, let me get a Sherpa one and I put do, it in the... Do yeah. you think that dog owners should just avoid like a were wool blanket? Were you creeping in my car? <laughs> like, no, I was getting the groceries out of the back. <laughs> For goodness yeah. sake, it was like All creeping right. in your car. Right. I was carrying groceries into the house. All right, last item. This is this does not like scream glamping necessarily because it's industrial looking. It's like something you'd see in somebody's garage. But I recently got the Generac GB1000 portable power station. These are a thousand bucks. These are expensive. But if you want ultimate safety, comfort, convenience when you're camping, you want to keep all your devices charged, you want to plug in your coffee maker if you're tent camping or if you're renting a cabin for the weekend or if you're you know, boondocking in your RV and you don't want to tap into the house batteries, but you still want to make coffee every morning. There are people in the RV Atlas group that have like a Jackery or a Generac like this one, literally just so they can make coffee every morning because that really can drain your house batteries in an RV. I love this thing. It is absolutely a luxury purchase. It's expensive, but people have them and love them. I think the Generac looks every bit as good as the Jackeries that are so popular right now. Uh, love this item. So I hope you find something on this list to gift somebody special in your family for the holidays this year. Um, maybe just one thing. And if you find that one thing on this list that you really like, always would love an email. Tell me what you bought. Tell me if you loved it. Tell me if you hated it. Uh, I don't think you will, though, because we've really tested all of these items. And if you want to find out more about any of them, head over to the RVAtlas.com. Look in the show notes. And there's descriptions that go into even more detail. There's product photos. And there's links to the exact items that we are talking about. Now, technically, this is the last episode in our 2022 podcast season. And we have been the last year or so taking a break in winter to write books and something like that may be happening this winter as well. But we do think we are going to come back with a couple bonus episodes to wrap up the season because there's a few things that we really, really want to do. And Stephanie, you had an idea that you really wanted to do this year. It's something that's been on your mind. Um, do you want to give a sneak peek? No, you're trying to lock me in. I am. <laughs> like, I am. Oh, I'm trying to make her commit oh, to it on air. Say it on so, the podcast. Um, we that. we don't think we're done yet. We think we're going to come back with a couple more episodes this fall, and then we definitely will be taking a winter break for like part of December. Uh, so and yeah, January. I mean, the moral of the story is make sure you're subscribed in wherever you listen to your podcast, so then you do get you know an alert or a notification if we drop an episode in the next. And our fourth book, our fourth book is due to be published April 4th. 
And I, we have just both started the marketing plan for this. We've both been talking to our publishers and our editors. And uh, I'm beyond excited for Where Should We Camp Next National Parks. I think it's the best book that we've written. I think we took a lot of feedback from the Where Should We Camp Next book and it improved this one. And uh, I, I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it. It's available for pre-order now uh, wherever you get your books, but certainly on Amazon. Pre-orders really, really help us because it helps Amazon place the initial order and it can kind of set the tra- the trajectory for the book <laughs> trajectory <laughs> kinda... having a hard time with words today so definitely pre-order it if you can even though you won't be getting it to april 4th because it really does help us with the success of that book and thank you to everybody who has ever downloaded an episode of the rv atlas or bought a copy of our books we appreciate you all so much and make sure you join us in the rv atlas group on facebook we keep the campfires burning there every single day we'll see you at the campground see you at the campground a big thank you for listening to this episode of the rv atlas and a big thank you to our sponsors to neighbor the thetford corporation camp spot yogi bears jellystone park camp resorts rv snaphead and go rving to find out more about the topics discussed in this show head on over to the rvatlas.com and to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>